Hello and welcome to the Untitled Car Show. I'm your host, Ike. Sorry for the, I feel like I'm apologizing a lot for this recently, but working on stuff, really I got no good excuse, uh, so we're just going to get right into it. So, um, first of all, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are going to everyone affected by the Hurricane Harvey in Texas and Louisiana. Uh, watching the coverage over the last few days has been, you know, it's one of these things where it's a, one, it's a weird mix of, like, heartbreaking, but you also get this, um, you know, faith in humanity restored. Um, so what I mean by that is I'm watching the coverage and there's, you know, they ask for volunteers, they're asking for people to come out with their boats, um, with their trucks, with all the stuff. I get their you know, there's always this argument, well, you got volunteers and, you know, it's not as organized and, you know, stuff can go wrong and blah, 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 but these people are coming from all over the country in boats and high water vehicles, which is something I wasn't aware of what it was, um, which maybe is a little uh, unique for an automotive enthusiast. So, I mean, I get it. What I was always, when I heard they're calling for high water vehicles, I thought that was strange because you get all this water out there and it's flowing and it doesn't take much uh, fluid pressure to move a truck or a vehicle or whatever, uh, you know, sideways or just tip it over. Um, but you see the, it, like, you can't take a bro and do it. It doesn't work. Um, you know, something like a, a Land Rover or a Jeep, something built to tread water to get in there, um, it doesn't, it won't work. And the reason it won't work is the same reason they say, you know, turn around, don't drown. You need a vehicle that can take a lot of sideways pressure um, and not move. So, like, if you think about how big your pickup truck, your car, whatever is, and you got uh, fluid pushing, you know, like, you know, even like a tenth of a pound per square inch, you have, uh, you know, thousands on your car of fluid or of a surface area that can push you downstream sideways super easy you know um, so you need something that doesn't have a big footprint in the water and has the engine and everything well up above the water and it needs to weigh a lot so um, watching the coverage I've seen it's a lot of like army style vehicles. It's a lot of um, vehicles like the, the sort of thing where if you're a married man and you want to go out and buy something military surplus that your wife would kill you for getting, it's a lot of that stuff. Um, 
so it's, I don't know, it's super fun, not fun, fun strong word. It's super uh, interesting to see, like, how the rescues are being done. You know, there's always the argument of, like, well, should you watch the report? All right, I got to pause for a second. There is a guy driving a old Ford F-150, and he's got the plastic trim on the back. It's just flapping away in the breeze on his tailgate. His fluid is held down by ratchet straps. I simultaneously am envious of him and scared of that vehicle. Um, so that's a thing. It's a good way to stop people from tailgating you, I suppose. But, I mean, if that thing is like a sheet metal flap on the back of the tailgate, if that comes off, uh, he's buying someone a new car. Um, anyway, so, I don't know. It's fascinating, interesting to kind of watch the stuff in operation. Um, I've always been kind of, it's like a weird mix of emotion. Of, I think growing up in the Midwest, you um, you get used to dealing with adverse weather, adverse climate conditions. You know, it snows. Uh, and part of that is like, I think I grew up with this, I don't know, I like dealing with adverse weather. Like is a weird word. I have this, I have a weird satisfaction with it. So, I never long to be trapped in a blizzard or, um, you know, deal with a hurricane or whatnot. But I'm always, my wife calls me paranoid. I'm always thinking about what can happen, what could happen, and part of that, I think, is that, again, the Midwest attitude of, I think it's, because if you live in California, yes, you can have an earthquake, but that's going to happen, you know, where it shuts down the city once a lifetime, maybe, um, deal with a hurricane and you know like an event like Terry's different but living in the mid-Atlantic you deal with hurricanes and yeah it shuts down everything but the typically the effect is a day maybe two not like again Harvey's a completely different thing that's that's a natural disaster of just outrageous proportion it's a tragedy um but if you live, like I said, if you live in a place that gets by snow a lot, you're used to constantly having to deal with digging out, getting places, suffering, going to and from. And again, it's different. But I think that's why I've kind of, I get this weird satisfaction with that. And part of that, I think, is from just, like, I actually really like snow. I like cold. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like today, it's 75 degrees out. The weather's 
actually delightful. It's perfect. But I think it's excuse me. Talking a lot and I'm it for whatever reason makes me yawn. Um I'm about the diaphragm. For whatever reason, dealing with it's nice weather is good, but there's not like an appreciation like for what you're doing in the moment. Whereas when it's cold and bitter and it's, you know, eight inches of snow on the ground and DC's been shut down but you still gotta get to and from places. You kind of I don't know, I get this I like it. I, I, I don't like is just the wrong word, but I can't think of another way to phrase it. There's this you appreciate what you're doing. Like there's a you're more connected with it. I don't know. Like I wouldn't want to swap today with the blizzard, but weirdly I probably am as happy in that as I am now. That being said, slash four or six months where I'm bitching about being stuck in the blizzard. But um I've always wanted to, you know, when I was thinking about Harvey and the high water vehicles and dealing with snow and all this stuff, because I've been right now, I've lived, I've had, I've been in a hurricane, I've been less than a block from a tornado, I've been in an earthquake, um, I've been through a sandstorm, um, I think basically like every natural disaster I've kind of experienced at this point. Um, I don't want to experience any other one, believe me. Um, or weather phenomena, maybe that's the way to put it. Natural disaster makes it sound a little bit more grandiose than it is. But I've experienced most hazardous phenomena a lot. So. I've never had a vehicle built to deal with just that weather, like to deal with what could happen. And I was like, well, what would you really need to get? I mean, let's do this the Untitled Car Show way. You know, we're not going to give ourselves a huge budget. And I think the first thing you do is you go, um, you need room for cargo. You need room for passengers. Um, as much as I don't like crew cab pickups, I think that's kind of the best platform to start with. Maybe a body-on-frame SUV, but you're not going to find one of those in decent condition for cheap. Um, I would love the idea of outfitting a all-weather Volvo station wagon. But that's unrealistic because what you need to is you need to be able to go like a parts broke. There's the crazy guy running a store that's still open. Uh, you know, during the disaster, um, who's selling just you know domestic body part parts? So. You need to be able to utilize what's at hand, or worst case scenario, you broke down somewhere and you're needing to get help from someone um, like on the spot. They're much more likely to have 
a Ford part or a Chevy part or even a Dodge part. But I think Dodge we can rule out because that's still a little bit, uh, I don't know, unique, uh, hard to find, whatever. So we'll go with Ford or GM truck, crew cab. My personal preference, I think you could probably find a um, – I hate when people do this. There is this weird phenomenon of people just stopping on the side of the road in D.C. in the traveling, but whatever. So I think you go with a Ford or a Chevy pickup truck. I would probably just go with a Ford, like an old one, but it will literally just be – like my search whenever I look for pickup trucks is – and this is going to sound a little cruel, but this is my line of reasoning. So there are a lot of people who – you had them in your high school. I had them in my high school. They're not good at keeping their shit together, and they ended up becoming uh, skilled labor, unskilled labor positions uh, because – they really couldn't keep their crap together. Like, I can't get hired by anyone else, so I'm going to become my own boss. Um, and that's kind of, like, maybe that's mean to say or whatever, but, and believe me, I'm not saying, like, oh, anyone who's a carpenter or uh, unskilled labor position is kind of a deadbeat. I'm talking about, I've had these people in high school, I know who they are, they did this because that's the case. And everyone I talk to, everyone I really associate with, has two or three friends they know from high school or acquaintances, whatever you want to call them, who became unskilled labor, skilled labor, carpenters, whatever. They're the ones you see on the old uh, to Catch a Contractor show uh, who are just ripping people off. Like the bad carpenters, the bad electricians, the bad plumbers, the people, the general contractors people who shouldn't be in the business but are in the business because they're basically unhirable anywhere else. They have a, because they're unable to really get their shit together, there's a higher percentage of them getting into legal trouble with drinking and driving, let's just say. Um, so I have a Craigslist alert whenever I'm like kind of thinking about looking for a truck just set for body style pickup and DWI. And it's super mean to say, but oh my God, turn in a turn lane, buddy. It's super mean to say, but uh, they pop up like once a week. You get the, um, and I feel kind of weird about it, but you get like, hey, uh, I got my third DWI. The description would be like, I got my third DWI. I can't drive the truck. Uh, it's got an ignition interlock, and I'm selling it. Like, uh, and it shows up. And it's a weird feeling. I haven't ever bought one because it, it kind of does feel grody. But if I ever needed, like, I need a truck to be able to do truck stuff, that's what I would get because they pop up. And they're not ever really great trucks. They're always kind of, uh, you know, beat to hell, sub-thousand dollars kind of pieces of crap. But it is what it is. 
Um, so I get one of those. I would just buy one of those. I think you got to get a four-wheel drive, obviously, because that's what you need in a disaster situation, just in case. Um, I think what you do is you you have to lift it, but only just just to get a little bit more ground clearance. Like if you, if you could find portal axles for super cheap, get portal axles. I think that's a much better option. But you can't find portal axles for cheap, so you got to deal with what you know you're getting. So, I mean, really, you want a vehicle that you can reliably use, sub four thousand dollars, and get you out of trouble, or can get you into a location, rescue your loved ones, and get out. Um, I think you need to, if you're really thinking about this is an all-occasions rescue vehicle, you need to be able to uh, be able to put a boat on a roof rack, like a little flat-bottom boat. You know, we've all seen, again, in Harvey how useful those things are. Um, maybe even, now I'm curious, because I haven't seen many jet skis. I wonder if that propeller system would be better for um, that kind of shallow water operation, but I don't know. I don't know enough about boating. Maybe someone can fill me in. But you get the flat bottom boat. You kind of, you know, latch it securely to the roof. Um, you got your four-wheel drive so you can get into and out of where you need to get. Um, you, oh, people are, oh, this is nutty. Um, in the last 30 seconds, I got cut off three times because people don't know how to predict shit coming up ahead of them. Um, I, I really, you really don't need to do much more beyond that. I mean, you don't really need to put super big tires on it. That's really just going to reduce traction. Some nice uh, all-terrain tires, mud tires, probably be a good option to have. You're not really going to care about road noise, anything like that. Um, trying to think what else you might need. You're going to need, uh, you know, high lift jack, you're going to be able to tow stuff. I'd probably put a fifth. I don't know if you need a fifth wheel. That doesn't seem like something you would need. You obviously need to have a tow hook. Um, you need to be able to tow other people out of trouble. So you need your ratchet straps. You need all that stuff. But really, just a little bit of a lift, a little cheap four-wheel drive truck. You want something with manual transmission. Um, probably a backup battery, um, and that's really all you need. So um, I'm going to kind of like end on that note. Um, I'll be back probably tomorrow. Sorry again for the little delay, um, hectic time, but it is what it is. We'll be back and operating on a normal schedule here soon. So have a good night. Have a good evening. Wherever you are, whatever time it is there, thank you so much for listening. Please be safe out there. Oh, follow the show at Untitled Car Show on all social media platforms.